This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to Browns Film Breakdown, Episode 9. This is your host, Jake Burns, writer for the OBR, writer for Cleveland.com. Coming at you guys, I'm going to give you a Carolina Panthers preview today. So we are looking at a Panthers team that is currently sitting at 6-6. Six and six. They are in the midst of a four-game slide um, and, and really in desperation mode as their, as their season is dwindling down here. They, they started the slide back in Pittsburgh uh, just four weeks ago on uh, Monday Night Football, and since then it's been downhill. So uh, the Panthers, like I said, are in a mix of 6-6, six and six, lock neck and neck with the Eagles, Redskins both at 6-6, six and six, currently both chasing the 6-5-1 and one Vikings. So this one will be interesting at First Energy Stadium. Uh, we're going to really get into an X's and O's preview. Uh, I'm going to welcome on John Stephenson from the OBR, uh, who's at All-22 Chalk Talk. He is he's going to give us a, a really good feel for what the, the Panthers like to do. And uh, try to figure out the best way in which the Browns can beat them. So uh, before we get there, I do want to talk about injury situations. It looks like Cam Newton's having a shoulder issue. It's going to be at least lingering into this game. Uh, struggled to throw the ball downfield late last week. He had a offseason shoulder surgery, which which hampered him a little bit. And um, is carried into the season. So that'll be an interesting side note to pay attention to. They lost tight end Greg Olson. Uh, that is, that is uh, also one of their key weapons so that will be important also on the brown side of things denzel ward is still in concussion protocol we're not sure when we're going to get an answer on him playing or not he's still questionable the good part is they bring back terrence mitchell this week uh, otherwise injuries jc treader is is dealing with the ankle he's he's come back and uh, usually practices into the week uh, is ready to go on sunday so i expect him to be there as well it does look like uh, duke johnson's dealing with a personal issue um but he'll be able to play Sunday. For the most part, we have a feeling he'll be able to play Sunday, but uh, he is certainly on the list right now. We don't have a clear answer on Larry Ogunjobi's bicep injury. Uh, that that one is still – it's been a little bit murky in terms of information and what's going on there, so we will keep you guys posted on Browns Film BDN as quickly as we can when we hear anything on that. Otherwise, injuries uh, relatively on the shorter side of things for the Browns. It should be a healthy team facing a Panthers team that, for the most part – uh, should Newton be able to go, is, is a pretty healthy team as well. So it'll be an interesting matchup. Like I said, both teams really hungry for a win. The Browns, for the most part, lost playoff chances last week, but that doesn't mean they're not going to fight to win as many of these last four games as they can, as it's truly audition mode for this roster and this coaching staff still, and that'll be uh, really interesting to pay attention to. And anytime you get a team as desperate as the Panthers are, coming and fighting for the wild card like they're fighting for. It makes it even more compelling. So let's not waste any more time. Let's jump to our guest who will give us a deep X and O analysis of the Browns. Okay, 
Hey guys, welcoming in John Stephenson now. You guys know him from All 22 Chalk Talk on Twitter. I call him the OG of Browns X's and O's. He's doing it well before I tried to to do my job in that industry, and he's 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 one of the best uh, people to get on and talk football with if you get a chance and, and can have some discourse with him uh, through Twitter, whatever means it is you can have some discourse with him, read him, reading his articles at the OBR. He's the defensive coordinator, cornerback coach here at Northland High School. Northland's in the uh, – you know, right around here in Columbus, Ohio, where I'm in. So we've had a chance to to connect a little bit, and and I'm excited to welcome John on. So how you doing, man? I'm good. Thank you for having me, Jake. Yeah, this is course. a first podcast, first experience here. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, absolutely, man. I want to I want to get your thoughts on the Panthers, and then we're going to get your thoughts on a little bit of the Browns defense because I know you excel. Not that you don't excel understanding offensive football by any stretch, but you you know as much as anybody about how the Browns have uh, managed to to scheme teams up under Greg Williams. So I'll be interested to get your opinion on that, but we'll start with the Panthers. So uh, a team that obviously began the year as hot as anybody. I think they've lost four in a row now with that, that tough loss to Tampa Bay last week, they lost to Pittsburgh, Detroit, Seattle, and Tampa. So the Pittsburgh game was a blowout, but you know, Detroit game was, uh, you know, close. And it, it, it just seems a team trending downward. Uh, sort of, what do you think is the state of the union? And 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 I know we're far away from it, but just in film study because we, you know, John and I try to watch some film of of uh, Carolina. What do you think is sort of their state of the union right now with where they're at? You know, state of the union with Carolina is it's it's good and it's bad. It's they 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 run the ball very very well. They've continued to run the ball very very well. Uh, second lead in. Um, Yards per game this season, the NFL about um, 140 per. Um, they've got a dangerous run game. Uh, they're getting they're getting better at the pass game, but that defense it's they they have their guys. Keekley's still the dog, but they they give up too many they give up too many explosive plays. They they have issues getting to the quarterback, and you know sitting at six and six right now, um, they're you know they have no chance of catching New Orleans. You know the Saints are the Saints are gone there, so. There, it's desperation there. mode. That's for it sure. It really is. This is it. That's what we're getting to. That's through my my rambling intro right there. Yeah, what comes down to it, they they need to win this Sunday if they're going to keep any sort of uh, wild card hope alive. Yeah, I think they're simple? they're all chasing. There's a there's a myriad of teams at six and six, and they're chasing the Vikings who are six five and one. So that NFC playoff picture is getting tight, and they they need this one. I do know uh, Cam Newton's going through some sort of shoulder issue, and. uh Boy, for their sake, they they gotta hope he can play because it's it's Taylor Hinky after after yeah. Cam Newton. So I would expect Cam to play. He's he's built like Miles Garrett. He's he's a, he's a different species of human. I expect he'll still find a way to play. What have you What have you seen from Cam? Never been a high completion percentage guy before this year. He's at sixty nine point five this year. He's never had a year above in the NFL he's never had a year above 61 so North Turner comes in this year running their offense you know, tape what's the tape tell you about uh, what you know the feel from Cam this year uh quickly going back to uh, what you said about Cam and his injuries um interesting I didn't notice this until I put on uh you know the game last week but they actually pulled him to make um Mary, twice right? to make yeah to make um Throw those Hail Marys two times because his uh, his shoulders are still so sore from that offseason surgery he had. So he's um, and, and I think it shows a bit too, and um, you know certain throws that he makes downfield. It just he he doesn't look he doesn't look you know comfortable. There's you know and Cam's always had that rocket arm, 
uh, accuracy, as you said, not not always so much there, but I think they've you know, shortened all... some things for him. Did you know? I yeah, mean, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. More, more so, quick hitters. You're going to talk Curtis yes. Samuel. Yeah, particularly Curtis Samuel. Um, you know, they love McCaffrey. McCaffrey gets the ball. He has 80 catches on the season. Um, you know, he's just wild. He's the, That's just yeah. Wild. You just you just have to watch. He's just fun to watch. It's fun to just put on the tape and watch him go do what he does, both running and catching the ball. But um, yeah, you know, they it, it's interesting because. You know, Norv Turner is—he's incorporated. He's, he's done a good job of, of a sort of evolving or integrating a lot of the spread stuff into, mm-hmm. you know, coming from the air coil system and you know, really wanting to focus on the the vertical downfield game. He's—they they really look like um, they remind me a bit of you know the Chiefs, um, the Eagles. You know, a lot of those teams that have incorporated the you know the quote unquote college spread concepts mm-hmm. that are running the quarterback read games there, the RPO game, a lot of the you know the screens. The shorter throws, the quick game, um, lots of empty. Um, so I saw a lot of empty the last couple of weeks on tape. Um, that's something that we'll need, we'll definitely need to prep for. Yeah, the, the Cam's run for for 450 yards and four touchdowns, and 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 McCaffrey's at 863 and five touchdowns. They, like you said, they're 140 a game. They're effective as can be. They they run a lot of zone. They'll run, t- you know, mm-hmm. all NFL teams are zone. Pa- I mean, zone and gap teams. It's it's what everybody does. But their their guard play has been remarkably, shouldn't say remarkably. It's been markedly better than it was in years past. And I think that's led to an effective big play run game in terms of of stretching things down the field. I know early last week they had I think McCaffrey had nearly what a 75 yard run mm-hmm. early in the game. Yep. And, uh just all basic stuff. But yeah, the Browns who are I mean, I hate to say it, but because they were so much better last year, they're 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 one of the league's worst run defense um units and and it's I I to me, Johnny, you can tell me if I'm wrong. This game is going to boil down to stopping or I should say not stopping. There's some guys who can't stop, but just bottling McCaffrey, kind of keeping him at that 150-ish total yardage scheme. When they struggle, it's when McCaffrey can't control the game. Do you notice any of that? Absolutely. Yeah. McCaffrey's going to get his. It's just it's a matter of how much of it is he going to get. This is a game where, yeah, you just you need to limit McCaffrey. You need to make Cam beat you from the pocket. Now that's that's easier said than done. But, um, you know, this is a game where if, if I'm if I'm planning going in, I'm worried about um, I'm worried about slowing down McCaffrey. I'm worried about the quarterback run, particularly in the red zone, you know, third and fourth and short, because they will run the heck out of cam in those spots. You know, even with that injured shoulder, um, you know, looking at the last two weeks of film and they're uh, looking at their 10, their 10 play scripts to open the game. Hell, they ran they ran triple option each of the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. So coming in early, they're going to challenge you with motion, with jet motion, with orbit motion. They're going to put your regame to the test immediately to see if you can get, you know, a player on the tailback, if you can get a player on cam when he pulls the ball. And if you can get a player on, on a pitch, man, they're, they're going to test your eyes. And that's also, you mentioned the, uh, the explosive runs. And a big part of that is just all the motion that they run. It, it it's just very, it's very tough on the eyes. Yeah. And it, it's very easy when the eyes get out of it, if they slip, if they're not where they need to be for just one quick second, then with a guy like McCaffrey, they're just, they're out, they're gone. Yeah. And it's smooth too. There's a level to their deception that mm. you know, every team tries it. Most NFL teams try it. The Browns try it, but there's a level to their mm-hmm. deception, which is, it's just, it's extremely dangerous. It is, it is going to be interesting. In my opinion, they lost, you know, NFL grinder, one of the better tight ends in this generation, Greg Olson, last week. Um, you know, how do you think they adjust, John? Do you think they they take they take tight ends off the field a little bit? What do you, what's your hunch there? 
Yeah, you know, I would expect um, we, we will see, um, you know, we'll see some some of the tight end game, but from at least from what I've seen the last uh, two three weeks, um, there's still it's uh, it's a lot of spread stuff. They're not under center much unless um, they're in you know red zone close to the end zone, uh, short you know short yardage. And my guess is we're, we're going to see more from the receivers. Um, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, um, particularly Curtis Samuel. Um, Carolina's been screaming for him to get touches the entire season. Yeah, you talked about DJ Moore, John. I, I would imagine, you know, I loved him as as you did. And most people who were Ohio State fans followed him from Maryland. And in the pre-draft process, you could tell with market share and his workout and his production, you just felt like he was going to be a really good football player. I was hoping he would fall to round two. Uh, didn't quite come to fruition. He, he was taken in the first round. As the, as the draft wore close, you could tell he was going to be probably first or second receiver off the board. The dream would have been to find a way to get him. Didn't happen, and he's he's blossomed. Uh, I would say started out slow, as wide receivers can do occasionally in your rookie year, and has, has picked it up of late. Film telling you the same thing. He's a little better lately. Absolutely, and a little better is probably an understatement. He's been he's he's looked great the last two or three weeks. Um, he's a uh, I believe 20, 23 or 24 catches in the last four games. Um, his target share has gone up even with Greg Olson um, on you know, on the field. With Greg Olson gone now for the season, I would imagine that his numbers, you know, he, he's going to continue to get looks and someone's going to have to catch the ball aside from Christian McCaffrey. So D, DJ Moore would be my guy here. Um, he's, a, he's a fun player to watch. Um, he's a good yak guy. Uh, he, you know, he'll break tackles. He has a little bit of wiggle to him. He can make a guy miss. Uh, his routes look good. You know, he's a rookie. There, there's, there's room to improve there, but you can see that he, he has the tools to be, you know, to be an elite guy. It'll, um, it'll be very fun to see his, uh, you know, his jump from season one to season two when he gets that full off season, and particularly with, with the little details, the little route running details, the things that a guy like Corey Coleman just could never seem to master or never really get his, his hands around to see, to see him, you know, develop from there. I think he's, he's going to be, he's going to be. At least what what they wish Kelvin Benjamin would have been, um, you know, when they drafted him, you know, top. And I think it was pretty similar draft uh, slot, correct? Pretty similar area. Yeah, right. right. I think he was taken around twenty. I think DJ was taken around twenty-ish, twenty-one. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking it's top of my head here, but I just obviously completely different players, but. You know, first round guy, you expect him to blossom into that dude, into an elite guy, and, and DJ Moore. So far, he he looks like he could be the part. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna agree. I think that you're 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 spot on about his share increasing. You know, you fantasy football gurus who are worried about that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. He's gonna the ball's got to go somewhere else. Ian Thomas is their backup tight end, kid out of Indiana, is a rookie as well. Uh, a little rough. His PFF grade is probably indicative of how he's actually playing. Sometimes I think those things can get a little misleading, but. Uh, he's 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 wet behind the ears still and and is not really a threat in the passing game so I do expect them to eliminate uh, tight end play to an extent this week so we'll shift to defense they're they're struggling um, I think you you mentioned to me John you got a stat about big plays lately yeah big plays over the last uh, four games they've given up 12 pass plays of 20 or more yards and on those 12 plays uh, averaging about oh just over 40 yards per play that yeah. is a lot of yardage. It These, is. Um, it is. Oof. They brought in Eric Reed, uh, the the um, veteran safety from San Francisco, who's a good football player, but is, mm-hmm. he's just kind of figuring out their scheme over the past five weeks or so. Mike Adams and Old Brown. Mike Adams, like, they think they called Mike Adams pops when he was with Cleveland all those years ago. He's like 36, <laughs> 37 now. Is their free safety good? I mean, obviously just a grinder, a good football player, but 
Uh, they can be taken advantage of. They're starting Dante Jackson, the rookie out of LSU, and then James Bradbury. Their their secondary is their worst uh, position group. They're not very good up front. They start Mario Addison, Quan Short, Don Terry Poe, and then the ageless wonder Julius Pepper is still playing defensive end for him. And still has four sacks. He's still producing, still, still man. He's he's the he's he literally is ageless. He you'll you'll never be. He's another one of those guys. Who was the first of different species of of human when he came out of Carolina. So, um, yeah, they, there's things that can they, – they run defense on paper. The statistics are, are solid. But in watching Tampa Bay last week, Tampa Bay really established some things, moving the line of scrimmage on the outside zone. I think that is something the Browns will try to feature this week with a back as, as vision savvy as Nick Chubb is. Linebacker plays good, though. Shaq Thompson, Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis. This is probably one of the better linebacker groups the Browns have seen in a good while. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. This is um, yeah, they've. Any, I mean, you can put two, two. You can put me and you around Luke Keekley, and we might look okay for a little bit just because he's he just does it all. He, is. he does it all. He covers up for everyone. He gets them set. His instincts are amazing. His eyes are amazing. He's physical, um, just high football IQ. He's another guy that's just a joy to watch. Just watch him play the game, and he just it's amazing. The the thing that that amazes me about him more than anything is he. He he just rarely falls steps. He rarely has to change direction because he's he's gone one way and now he needs to redirect the other. He just he always knows where where the ball is going to be at, and he just he just reacts like that. It's it's incredible just how how quickly he processes the game and how he sees it unfolding before everyone else does. Yeah, I would say that if you guys have Game Pass and you just if you have any kind of interest in linebacker play or wanting watching a generational player at that position, that is that is one of them. So. Um, the interior between Treader, Betonio, and Zeitler will have their hands full trying to climb to him and, and keep mm-hmm. him out of run run game success. So, uh, I mean, that, that that's really a look at what you're getting from, from the Panthers. They're, they're in a precarious situation. They're, they're beat up a little bit. They're, they're beat up at places that are important. Guys who have been, you know, trademark cornerstone players for them for a while. Cam Newton's injury situation will – be vital if he's not a hundred percent they're not good they're just they're just not going to be good even because they have to be able to drive the football downfield a little bit the browns will make him drive the football downfield i would hope that they get away from some of those uh, drop zones where they're spot dropping and and not paying attention to underneath stuff so my my thought would be this and you can tell me john as a defensive coordinator yourself i would blitz them in in different ways of, of confusing newton i would blitz them I think that Tampa Bay had a really good feel for how they were going to protect and got to him a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would make him do that. And then I would obviously – I would take away short throws. I would take away things and make him drive the football downfield, prove to you that, that he can do that, and, and do your best to take away uh, DJ Moore. I, I don't know if Denzel Ward's playing this week. He's he's questionable with the concussion. I, I'm not sure. But you do get Terrence Mitchell back, which helps. Guy's familiar mm-hmm. with the system. So – you know, if you're looking at how to stop Carolina, how are you trying to stop them? Um, I, you know, I like the uh, I like the game plan you've outlined. Um, I'm uh, similar in that I'm I'm going to make Cam Newton beat me from the pocket. Yeah. He's uh, you know from the from the past game, um, I'm not letting them go over top. Um, frankly, I would. I'm I'm just I'm going to rush him. I'm going to try, and we've had conversations about this before. Sometimes we see um, less disguise from the Browns' defense than we would like. But you're you're right in that he he's a guy that you can you can confuse if you um if something you know comes where he's not expecting it. Um, I would probably you know more than anything this week it's all about when well 
similar to last week, and we saw it happen a couple of times with Deshaun Watson, where guys, guys, whether you're blitzing, whether you're rushing for, guys need to stay in their lanes. They need to maintain their rush lanes because if you you know you try your speed rush and the tackle washes you past, you know either of these guys, they're going to just bang out and be gone. Um, if you try a little twist in the interior and you don't get to your gap, they're just going to step up and go. And th- these are guys that can hurt you. And you, you just really need to you really need to maintain those. You know, if you're an outside guy, you're rushing the half man. If you're an inside guy, you're you're maintaining your gap because they are going to bang out on you. So you get you got to do what you can there. You've got to have disciplined eyes because this is a great run game coming at you, and there's going to be a lot of motion attached to it. Um, I'll tell you within within the first you know the template script right now. I will, you know, I'll, I'll put my promise down right now that you're going to see, you're going to see them test the Browns regame, how we defend, um, you know, inside zone option, read option, whatever people want to call it. We're going to see exact. They're going to want to see how we, how the defense fits that. You know, can we get a dive guy, you know, someone on the tailback? Can we get a bootleg defender on cam? Uh, they're going to see what we do in empty. They're, they're going to look at what the, um, you know, the auto check is to the various motions. Are we, you know, are we bumping over if we're in man coverage? is a you know is a cornerback following are the safeties rotating um that that's the kind of thing they do to you they really they're it's an offense that tests your eyes more than anything so you it's a lot of this it sounds generic and coach speak but a lot of it just comes down to being fundamentally responsible just reading keys um you know being where you're supposed to be and you know from from a schematic standpoint as you said i'm 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 more a fan too of a little less of a spot drop and um i i would like to frankly if, if I see Cam and empty, I'm, I'm blitzing him and manning him up every time and making the receivers beat me, making them get the ball out and make quick decisions. I, uh, I'm just I'm, I'm not a big fan of, of the landmark dropping that we see from this team. But um, you know, it's what it's what Greg Williams does. So it's it's what we, you know, it's what we're gonna get. I, I, I certainly think it's gonna be vital for them to if, if McCaffrey is able to establish a six, seven, eight yard run situation. And then you're, you're battling. They, they haven't done a great job either keeping quarterbacks who can move a little bit maintained, you know, Jameis Winston beat them in rushing discipline earlier in Tampa Bay game. And um, they're going to need to play well defensively to win. There's, there's no doubt about that. I do think we'll be able to see Cleveland put up some points. I, I do expect much like we saw in the second half as teams begin to drop more people into zones against Mayfield, they have figured out that, Blitzing this kid is not going to pan out well. So they've started to drop more. Saw some interior drops. I expect Carolina. And, and Carolina went through a, a plethora. I think Brady Hoke was fired. They fired some defensive Brady Hoke's guys. Gone. Yeah, They're going through some coach. changes. Yeah, they, they're certainly – it's weird to see that happen this late in the year. So I expect it to be different than what the tape is showing. I would be surprised if they don't drop guys into coverage too. So it will be important for the Browns to – be able to protect Mayfield on three five-step stuff and allow him to drive the ball downfield because that's when we saw him have a lot of success last week, you know, kind of kind of sitting back, reading downfield stuff, throwing into windows in the uh, 15 to 25-yard range, which is where he excels with a pretty good arm. So, um, you know, and they got to run the ball better. They only ran it nine times for 31 yards last week. A little bit of that is falling behind quickly. It happens sure. in the NFL. So, they got to find some balance. They got to they got to find a way to get out early, and and you can you can get a ta- you know a Carolina team pressing and press Cam into mistakes. He threw four picks last week, so that'll be that'll be vital, man. Create turnovers. Usually, you win football games and uh, take advantage of of some downfield opportunities the Panthers are presenting. So, John, man, hey, thanks for taking twenty minutes of your time, buddy. I know you're a busy guy, um, and and you know this off season we'll hopefully get to break down some po- uh, prospects on here as well if you got some time. And um, you know, again, guys, follow him. Uh, 
Um, it's it's uh, all twenty two chalk talk. All twenty two chalk talk on Twitter. You got it. His football season's over, so he's going to get some more some more content out to you guys. Break stuff down. He does a great job of taking some of the quick stuff I put down on Browns film breakdown and giving you guys a a, a good uh, analogy. Not it's not analogy. It's really a, just a better breakdown from coach perspective. So follow him if you're not. You have fourteen thousand followers. You're following me. You're following him. If not, you need to rectify it. So John, yeah, thanks, thanks on for it. coming on, buddy. All right, thanks for having me, Jake. I appreciate it. All right, guys, we'll be right back to wrap up. I want to thank John again. Gave us some really good insight there on what the Panthers do. Read option, uh, different different tools in the roster that they will use with Curtis Samuel and the likes and how they're going to adjust with Greg Olson being out. And I think John gave us really good perspective there, even better than I think most of the Carolina beat writers could have given us if we had one on. So, again, thanks to John Stephenson. If you're not following him, please do. Uh, otherwise, guys, that's a wrap for this episode of Browns Film Breakdown. Uh, I encourage you guys, again, go to iTunes, find us, subscribe. Give us a review if you can. Five stars are always appreciated. Helps build the brand and, and take this Browns film breakdown concept to another level. I appreciate that, guys. So if you're not, please follow and subscribe to some of the other Blue Wire podcasts that are out there covering NFL teams. And then we also have the Chase Down pod that cover the Cavs with Justin and Carter. So uh, give those guys a shot if you can, if you're interested in what the Cavs season's looking like and how they work that rebuild. So uh, until next week, guys, that's going to be a wrap for this episode. I encourage you again to subscribe to the podcast if you can. Hop on the YouTube channel, subscribe to that as well. We'll keep building uh, as much Browns knowledge as we possibly can and, and hopefully have a couple videos up tomorrow on Antonio Callaway with Brendan Leister and then uh, get some defense with Coach Bentley per the usual. So uh, until that point, guys, we are going to be back next week. We'll recap the result of this Panthers game and then hopefully bring on a good guest to look at the state of the Browns roster. So uh, until that point, guys, for the usual, go Browns. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.